I always say when I answer this question, I want to be able to have options at the end of the day to decide, hey, Justin, you're going to run this, you're going to run this business, uh, something you can pass off to your kids or, uh, you know, someone comes in and make me an offer I can't refuse like a Procter Gamble or Unilever. Um, you know, that would be that would be uh, a great outcome as well. So um, my focus right now is to be obsessed with my customer, delight them in the products that we create and uh, and change lives. From Front Office Sports, it's Office Hours, a show where we take you inside the minds of some of the most influential names in the sports industry to break down where things have been and where they are going. Before we get to today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Bitrix. New crypto traders have a wide range of options when it comes to selecting tokens, and the same is true for the trading platform they choose to operate on. There are many factors to consider when deciding on a platform, like token selection, trading features, and trade execution speed. But perhaps the most important is security. Bitrix stands above the competition as the most reliable trading platform and sets the standard for security and convenience in the crypto space. Its innovative solutions offer best-in-class asset protection without making compromises on trade, execution, or flexibility. As part of an industry that hinges on security and accountability, Bitrix is committed to protecting its customers in every part of their crypto trading journey. Bitrix respects its users' trust in the platform and rewards that trust with an ever-expanding list of features and functionalities designed to improve their experience. To learn more about our technology and why Bitrix is the superior choice for keeping your crypto secure, visit www.bitrix.com. Again, visit www.bitrix.com. That's B-I-T-T-R-E-X.com. I'm Adam White, and on today's episode, we're joined by Justin Forsett, former NFL running back turned athlete entrepreneur. After a nine-year NFL career, Forsett turned to entrepreneurship with his Shower Pill product. While he wasn't able to make a deal on Shark Tank, Shower Pill is now distributed in over a thousand stores with the goal of being in 6,000 by the end of 2020. You know, the whole conversation now is is the idea of, of more than an athlete. You, you played in the NFL, you've transitioned now successfully to someone who owns and operates and runs, you know, businesses. What was that transition like? And did you even see this and start to plan for it when you were in the NFL and as you were winding down your career? Yes, definitely. Uh, it's been a tra- uh, smooth transition for me, uh, partly because I prepared uh, beforehand. Uh, I think uh, that really the art of a smooth transition starts uh, while you're playing. And uh, for me, uh, it started around year three. Uh, unfortunately for my career, I was fired six times and I had to really think about the end a lot. So uh, uh, it was around, I would say, 2011, 2012, and there was a Sports Illustrated article that came out about 80% of retired NFL players are either bankrupt, divorced, or depressed. And I didn't want to be in that number. I looked around at some really cool athletes that had really transitioned well, like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, uh, Eamon Smith in, uh, in the football space, and Roger Staubach. And uh, I want to be in that number and uh, just start to figure out what was next for me and what I was passionate about. And how did the passion come from wellness cleanliness shower pill hustle clean why of all things you know is is that the focus now and i'm I'm sure it's not the focus forever but what what drew you to that and and why is it so such a passion point for you yeah well i, I started about i started with what i was really good at uh what kind of gifts i had outside of running with football on sundays and uh, i was a storyteller i was a problem solver i was a, a creator a, a builder and uh i came from a family of entrepreneurs and I really wanted to do something where I could lead 
and serve my community, provide jobs and opportunities for those that uh, came from where I came from. And uh, being an entrepreneur started uh, a company was something I wanted to do. The whole hygiene space, you know, uh, when we first initially started as a shower pill, it came from a pain point within sports and fitness that I had throughout my career and noticed everyone around me in the in our in our arena shared that same kind of pain point where we would have these moments throughout the day where we just couldn't pra- practice good hygiene due to our schedule. We had to defer hygiene until later, like hours later, you know, throughout the day after sweat drench practice, we couldn't immediately get into a, uh, a shower. So wanted to solve the problem when a shower was optimal, but not possible. And we created, me and my, my teammates, we created a disposable washcloth and antibacterial toilet that removes sweat, dirt, and body odor for this uh, active consumer. What was harder, making the NFL or starting the business? <laughs> Man, I get asked that a lot. And uh, it, it kind of changes every day. But <laughs> I think I think by far for me, the running a business has been a lot, uh, I would say, a little more difficult um, than uh, making it to the NFL, right? Because I'm naturally, I was naturally blessed and gift, gifted with being able to have the ability to, to make people miss and run a football. And it came, it came really natural and easy to me. Um, on the business side, I've had to work extremely hard and study uh, extremely hard to kind of put myself in a position where I'm at right now. And uh, I've got constant, constant rejection, constantly told why I won't be able to do what I'm supposed, what what I'm going after as an entrepreneur, and it's just so many things. It's it's so many things that can go wrong in a day as an entrepreneur. It's it's being a part time firefighter and being able to put out fires left and right and manage people, and it's, just, it's being able to wear a lot of different hats. So in that regard, it's a little more difficult. Um, I see in my eyes than you know making it to the NFL. What was the biggest learning experience you took from your time in the NFL to the time now that you've been spent in on the business side of uh, everything? Yeah, for sure. So for me, I faced a lot of rejection as, a, as an NFL athlete, as an athlete throughout my life, uh, always being the underdog, undervalued, unappreciated. And uh, that the ability per, the, to persevere, to be able to get knocked down seven times and get up eight served me well. And it really prepared me for this life as an entrepreneur where you're constantly being rejected and we're constantly being told what you won't be able to do or, or won't be able to accomplish. And um, it's allowed me to have extreme focus, be laser focused on the goal and uh, my customer and uh, has allowed us to really achieve some really cool uh, milestones as a, as a young, uh, young startup. And uh, I think that ability to persevere and uh, you know overcome adversity um, has uh, been a great, uh, great tool for me. You know, in a recent LinkedIn post uh, around the draft, you wrote, football is not your identity. Uh, while it's important, how did you kind of leverage that and make sure that, yes, while football isn't your identity, you could use it uh, to your advantage from a business perspective? Because I think that's a lot of things that happen with a lot of these professional athletes, and you probably know some of them, right, where mm-hmm. their sports are their entire world. They don't know anything outside of their sport, and when their sport's gone, they're kind of left hanging. Uh, you had your sport. You, 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 you played nine years, which is a great NFL career. Uh, you know, how did you able to, to harness that and understanding, yes, it was part of the identity and not just your whole identity? Yeah, because to be honest, at one point in my career, it was identity and it was, you know, put on this mantle of, you know, this is I'm all I'm only consumed by being, uh, you know, an athlete. 
and that was it. And it really took me, you know, the rejection and being fired a couple of times to realize like, man, uh, I'm on this emotional roller coaster and it is killing me um, from the inside out. And I realized that I had more gifts uh, to give to the world than just, you know, playing footballs on, football on Sunday. And um, it's kind of really, it's, it's kind of been really, uh, really helpful for me um, as I'm transitioning, as I transition into uh, the sports world, into the business world, because like once, once football, once football ended, I didn't have, I didn't have this downtime or this, this time where I really had to figure out what was next um, or where well, you see a lot of guys going to depression and not knowing uh, what they're going to football. I had already formed uh, uh, a business. I had already an idea. I had a team um, around me to help me really, uh, you know, make this transition smoother. Talk about the team. How important has that been in just the overall success, right? You know, football is a team game. Business is a team game. You know, how mm -hmm. important is that, you know, really surrounding yourself with a good team? Because a lot of times there's many athletes who think they have a good team, but that team is only in it for them and they, you know, run the athlete dry and things like that. But how important has yep. it been to have that successful team around you as you guys have built this now into what over a thousand locations, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the team is utmost important. Uh, it is uh, it is the reason why I'm here. Like I, I think I don't know I don't know anyone that's achieved success by the. Uh, it takes a great team uh, to pull off something great, and uh, I've had great mentors around me, people that really know the business inside and out, um, people that have uh, accomplished the things that I want to accomplish in this in this sector, and just really stuck close to them, and just always been in that mode and, uh, of learning and being a student. And constantly growing, never uh, really, really getting to this point where I feel like I've arrived. Um, Pete Carroll used to tell us all the time: the three worst words you can ever say is "I got it." You never have it. You're always constantly learning. You never get complacent. You always be coachable and learning. And uh, that that too has served me well as an entrepreneur, just having a good circle of people that add value and that can pour in, can pour into me and uh, hold me accountable and uh, allow me to be vulnerable and transparent. Awesome. Love that. Um, you know, on this, on the sentiment of the, the Pete Carroll and the inspiration there, and you know, you've mentioned a little bit about it, some of the other people you've looked up to, right? Everyone, especially as a professional athlete, you probably had someone that you looked up to and you're like, I want to make the NFL and I want to be like X from a business perspective. Yeah. You've, you know, you started the business. Who is that X that you want to be like, who is that Mount Rushmore of business idols for, for Justin Forsett? Oh man. So there, there's a couple, right? So I, I love Magic Johnson um, is one up there. Um, there's a guy within my space who's the founder and uh, and uh, uh, creator of Method, uh, which is uh, a personal care company that's within, within my space, um, has done very well. His, guy, his name is Eric Ryan, and uh, he's been a great uh, mentor and uh, a friend. Uh, throughout this journey uh and uh diddy diddy would be one of the other guys sean uh sean combs uh would be kind of one of those guys where i think like man he's really done well for himself he's a mogul uh has a lot of different businesses going on i love his tenacity um within the uh within the business world 
Love it. And how has the conversation changed then with players that you knew, former players, current players, seeing you succeed? I'm sure even the conversations in the locker room were starting to change, right? As you left the league and, you know, you started in 08, 09, right? And mm-hmm. the conversations then were probably not as deep as they were about business as they are now. So what was that, right. what was that trajectory change and the conversation change like in the locker room as years went on and athletes started to realize, look, I, I can do this. I can be more than this. Uh, and then even post, you know, what are athletes or NFL players or just your friends who may be athletes coming to you for? Right? I'm sure it's ideas, other things like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely changed once I came in uh, from when I started in the league to, you know, to the end of my career. Uh, the conversations, um, you know, really, uh, really got a little more deeper uh, and got beneath the surface uh, towards the end of my career because we saw for generations, generations of this this idea of, you know, this dumb jock that would come from poverty and go get a college education and make a lot of money in the NFL and then only to return to poverty. And, you know, I was a part of, in that in the locker room during a time when that ideology was kind of being debunked and guys were starting to do more off the field. And so I was kind of in that wave and was able to to kind of uh, be a part of that, which was which was cool. So towards the end of my career when people knew I had businesses um, that I was speaking and then I was, you know, had my, had my company. Uh, they were asking me, how did you get it started? You know, how'd you raise capital? How, how, uh, how'd you get uh, distribution? Things like that. Um, and, and then the conversations were, uh, you know, not just about my business, about like, like how did you, fi- how did you find out like, this is what you wanted? Like, where did you start? So having those kind of conversations uh, start to started to increase uh, towards the end of my career, and now guys are they're coming to me asking me, you know, uh, just like the fundamentals of business, like how can I, how can I ask me for help on uh, connections, you know, within maybe MySpace, or they see me interacting with someone on Instagram or Twitter, they reach out and like, man, can you connect the dots for me? Um, so uh, those are the kind of conversations that are, are taking place right now, which is uh, pretty cool, and I'm always happy to help. That's amazing. How is uh, how is the experience on on Shark Tank and and everything like that was? You uh-huh. know, I mean, I'm assuming that's that's not something every entrepreneur gets to, you know, you know, experience. It's something that a lot of us have kind of grown up with over the last you know five to ten years that the show has been on of like Shark Tank, and that's kind of what pitching investors is like. But what was that experience like for for you and the team? Yeah, no, no, it was uh, it was a great experience. Even though we didn't get a deal on that show. Uh, we did tremendous things for just our growth and trajectory uh, as a business, uh, but more so internally, just sharpening us uh, as entrepreneurs and our business acumen. Um, you know, uh, I was, I was, that was, I want to say, uh, maybe within a year after my retirement, and I was still learning, still growing, and um, it just really, it just really made me uh, laser focused in. Um, and how I how I acted as CEO and managed company and how I uh, how I led this thing. So it was really great experience. Um, I still it's, it was fuel to the fire because we did get a deal to just kind of really go out there and make sure that that wasn't everyone's last viewing of me as an entrepreneur. Have you talked to the, any of them since uh, after you've seen a little bit of success here? I have not. I have not. <laughs> One day, my goal is to go back as a shark. There you go. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about goals, right? You. Um, 
you you guys are in a thousand locations something you probably couldn't have imagined what's what's next for shower pill what's next for hustle and clean like you know how do you kind of see the next few years like you probably were trying to you know do with your career when you were on the field how do you see the next few years of your business career playing out and what uh what's success for you guys yeah, yeah, no. So uh, you touched on it a little bit with what we're doing with Hustle Clean. Uh, right now, we're in a uh, transition where we're we're pushing from just a product to a brand, where people know us for you know essentially our one product that we have on the market, our uh, our, our antibacterial body wipes. Uh, but now pushing to a bigger brand where we're creating more products, more SKUs for our active consumer. Uh, underneath the hustle clean umbrella so that's going to be a big uh point for us and we're excited about that this year uh moving from a thousand stores to over six thousand stores this year uh, is uh, another huge milestone for us so uh continue to grow the brand continue to grow in distribution and uh and 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 in- increasing our product line is uh great importance to us but more so you know really have an impact uh with our business in a in a in a real uh, tangible way to our communities. Like we believe like we're not only going to invest in the qualities of our, of our goods, but in our products, but the qualities of our communities. And that's been a big part of who we are as a company serving those that are in need. And uh, I can't wait for us to, especially during a time like this, where there's a lot of uh, things going on within uh, the world. A lot of people in need, a lot of people hurting. I feel like there's a lot of things that we can do to really change lives. And that is kind of the, the goal for us, uh, you know, even even more than the, the P&L statements out there, we we want to be able to change lives in a real positive way and help people. So uh, going out there and creating a brand uh, that changed lives is the, is the number one mission. What's uh, what's the what's the end goal? If, if you have one, is it to exit uh-huh. to a, a, a P&G, a Johnson and Johnson of the world? Is it to run this thing for the rest of your life? You know, right. What's uh, what's that look like? So for sure. Uh, I always say when I answer this question, I want to be able to have options at the end of the day to decide, hey, Justin, you're going to run this, you're going to run this business, uh, something you can pass off to your kids or, uh, you know, someone comes in and make me an offer I can't refuse like a Procter Gamble or Unilever. Um, you know, that would be that would be uh, a great outcome as well. So um, my focus right now is to be obsessed with my customer, delight them in the products that we create and uh, and change lives. What's been the hardest part about all of this? Oh, man. It's all hard. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> it, it is all hard, man. Uh, hiring people, uh, you know, managing people uh, is difficult at times. Um, but then you get the other side with like, man, working with a team each and every day is kind of like being in that locker room setting again and doing going after, you know, everyone chasing after one goal. Uh, but then also times when there's a lot that's out of your control, um, you know, you have to work with uh, a lot of moving parts, whether it's uh, you got brokers out there, you got retails, you got retailers, you got buyers. Um, there's just a lot of lot of lot of moving parts and you have to wear a lot of different hats uh, running a startup. So that's why I say it's it, I mean, this is not for the faint of heart. Like you, you have to be resilient. You have to be have that grit and the determination um, to get through this thing and uh I think I'm built for it. What's the uh, what's that biggest learning experience or that one moment where you're like, man, I don't know if this is gonna succeed. I'm sure you've probably had a few of them, right? We all. Do. <laughs> yeah. What was uh what what was that most notable experience where you're like, man, I don't know how this is gonna succeed, or I'm I'm really stuck. And then on the flip side, how did how did you come out of that, and and what was kind of the the fuel to to take the next step? 
Yeah, I always tell people that being an entrepreneur is you have to really get comfortable with living in this like really weird area where it feels like, man, I'm in the deep end and I'm about to drown and about to die. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're like coming up for air and you're like, oh, no, I really I really understand this thing. I really have a good uh, a good feeling uh, uh, about this, a really good grasp uh, of this thing. And it's living in that zone, that, that area right there where there's constant like tension where you could be breaking through or you could be broken. And um, living in that space and being able to thrive in that space is very important. And for us, uh, at least for me, uh, that Shark Tank thing was very, is a, was a, a, a pivotal point because, I mean, that's the first like real, you know, national, you know, global uh, exposure to a brand and a company. And, you know, we didn't get a deal there, but wasn't was determined not to allow that thing to define us, but refine us and make us better as uh, entrepreneurs and come out you know, stronger. So just being laser focused, coming out of there, uh, realizing that um, it wasn't our best foot, uh, our best showing um, that we could have made, but, but being focused on like, how do we, how do we, how do we bounce back? And how do we, how do we, how do we make sure that that's not the lasting image that uh, people have of us as entrepreneurs? So what was more exciting for you? A thousand locations for the business or uh, your first NFL touchdown? <laughs> so good question. I was very excited for both. Uh, I was probably more emotional getting into, you know, being able to secure a deal with Target and being in all of their locations, all 1,800 locations across the country. Uh, you know, I, I was literally teary-eyed uh, when I got that call because it was so much rejection, so much doubt. Um uh, along the way and so much work put in that, you know, finally get that validation from a big brand uh, within our space uh, was amazing. Getting to express to you in words how amazing it felt. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to change gears a little bit here as we, uh, as we wrap up, but you spent four years obviously at, at Cal, uh, played football uh -huh. there. There's a lot of conversation now going around about name, image, and likeness and what that means for student athletes. Um, you know, for someone like you who played who played college football, who could potentially have benefited from all of this, how do you kind of see it, it changing um, as someone who owns a brand? Or do you think you guys are going to get involved with college athletes, uh, especially kind of with where your brand sits? Like, how do you kind of see this all evolving from both the college standpoint, knowing that you were a student athlete at one point, and then also now from a business perspective, where you could potentially be sponsoring those student athletes in a year or two years, depending on how these things all shake out? Right. A uh, great question. Um, so for the athlete, like I'm, I'm excited for him because you'll be able to, you know, make some income um, to be able to, you know, provide for yourself and your family um, uh, off your name and likeness like the universities are doing now. So I'm very excited about that. I think that it's going to change, you know, a lot of things. Uh, I know for me being a student athlete, you know, I had to find another job uh, during the off season uh, to just make sure I can pay for things and pay and, and you know, have food on the table. Um, you know, being in Berkeley, California is not an inexpensive place to live. So, uh, so I was a, a bouncer in college, believe it or not, That's amazing. Uh, whopping five, 890 pounds at a time. And, uh, so I was a bouncer and, uh, just trying to make ends meet. Uh, I was doing that and spent a lot of time nights, you know, out in San Francisco in the city, uh, at clubs or doing, you know, uh, you know, fraternities, sorority parties or what have you. Uh, with uh, with a couple of teammates, so them uh, the players now being able to actually you know 
make some money off of their name and like this. Like, I really love that. And as an entrepreneur and the brand, uh, the act, you know, that's the space that we play in. Um, definitely wholeheartedly, I would go after, you know, uh, strategic influencers within that college space to help get our brand out there. Because a lot of these guys, these athletes, uh, they come into the NFL uh, with, you know, more follow more followers than some of the guys on NFL rosters. You know, they come in with a big following. They have a community. They have a brand uh, already. So uh, being able to to use that to get our, our, our messaging out, um, I see is a great benefit. So we've talked about the past, we've talked about the present, you know, and, and looking in the future for you and, and, and just overall Justin Forsett and what it is that you've done, you know, what do you want to be remembered by, you know, from, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now when you look back, is it what you did on the field? Is it what you did off the field? Is it a combination of both? Like, if I'm looking and, and reading something about Justin Forsett in 10 years, what is it should I re be reading about? Man, I hope people see me as an overcomer. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people throughout my life has, have undervalued me, undervalued me, uh, placed me in boxes, um, and put put these uh, limitations on you know what I could do as a, as a businessman and as an athlete, and you know say that man, I overcame it all. That would be great, and also uh, being able to shine a light on uh, how I made people better around me and the the, uh, the ability to serve. Uh, others like I, I, I want to be. I want people to say that man, this guy made an impact, made a difference in the lives of the people around him, in a real, in a real authentic way, and that would be awesome. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you do, make sure to take a screenshot of the rating slash review and share it on social media to get some front office sports swag. We'll see you next time.